0: SECTION 41 OF A MINOR WAR HISTORY This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A MINOR WAR HISTORY BY MARTIN ALONZO Haynes LETTERS 110, 111, and 112 LETTER 110, POINT LOOKOUT, MARYLAND, SEPTEMBER 7, 1863 THE MEN WHO LIKE TO FISH ARE HAVING THE TIME OF THEIR LIVES. My particular passion is crab-fishing. The outfit consists of a boat, a piece of fish or meat on the end of a string, and a dip-net. Three or four of us coast along the shore, and when a crab is sighted, the bait is thrown to him. He fastens on to it and is towed up within reach of the dip-net. There is a big sea-turtle here in the cove. We see him every day. Some of the boys say they are just dying to get hold of his tail or flippers and be towed out a piece. What some negroes will risk for liberty was well illustrated by a slave family that came over last night from Virginia. There was a man and his wife and three children. They traveled all day on foot to reach the river. Then, although the water was very rough, they all packed into a little dugout canoe and got safely across the six or eight miles of tossing waters that to them was the highway to liberty. A syndicate of us bought the canoe and Sam Oliver and I tried it out today. Day before yesterday, we were reinforced by a company of regular cavalry that came down from Washington on the boat. They were from the same regiment so many of our boys went into a year ago, and we have learned the fate of some of them. Rod Manning was killed a few days ago in a cavalry fight near Culpeper, and Nick Biglin, our Heenan, is supposed to have been killed, as he had a bad saber cut and a bullet wound and could not be carried away. He died in Andersonville. Father will remember Rod Manning as my tent mate at Alexandria. I am glad I did not blunder into the regulars with the other boys, for although we have had a rough time of it, they have had a rougher. A third of those who went from Company One are dead. When the boys went off to get transferred, they urged me to go with them and perhaps the only thing that saved me was the fact that I had come off a hard picket turn the night before, and hated to crawl out of my warm nest. Several more rebel prisoners have escaped, and in consequence of the growing propensity to run away they have had their watches, money, and other valuables taken away from them, and they have been restricted in many privileges they formerly enjoyed. I understand a board fence is to be put around the prison camp, and that will help some, but the crying need is for more men to do guard duty. Some of the men who ran away have been recaptured. Most of our married officers have their wives here and are keeping house in the little tenements on Chesapeake Avenue. Letter 111, Point Lookout, Maryland, September ninth, 1863 Bill Ramsdell had his trial today, but I have heard nothing of its course or result. Bill told me he was going to plead his own cause in any civil court he would be acquitted but this is a military court and bill is only a private and i am not so sure it is getting to be more and more so that there is one law for officers and another for enlisted men shoulder straps are a great protection for the men wearing them for instance At Washington, Colonel Bailey broke a sergeant for getting drunk, and issued a terrible manifesto decreeing condign punishment for anyone who should disgrace the regiment in a like manner. Now for the sequel. A few days ago, one of our officers appeared at guard mount so gloriously drunk that he could not walk straight, and made a big bull of the whole ceremony, to the disgrace of both himself and the regiment. Has he been disciplined as the sergeant was? not on your life. Friday evening, September 11th. Now for a tale of wild adventure. I came off guard at nine o'clock this morning, and Sam Oliver and I arranged to go a-fishing. We did not get off until after dinner, for which Dan and I consisted of a big mess-pan of potatoes and bread and butter. We worked pretty hard to find some worms for bait, but not a worm could be found on the point, So we caught a few grasshoppers and a crab, and started in a dugout for a point about two miles up the river. We fished diligently and faithfully, but not a fish came to our hooks. But we were repaid for our trouble by several very near views of the giant turtles, which have lately made their appearance here. Several times they came up close to the boat. If they can bite as savagely as a snapper in proportion to their size, oh my! their heads looked as large as a man's and the spread of flippers was tremendous they would stick their heads out of the water give a big puff and lazily roll under again as we couldn't catch fish we went ashore had a good swim and then went home then i found i had left a rebel officer's belt on the beach and i paddled the boat back again and picked up the belt here is another Colonel Bailey, Steve Smiley, and a few others went out sailing yesterday, in a dugout they had rigged up with a keel and a sail. They had no trouble running out before the wind, but when it came to beating back, they couldn't get anywhere. They went kiting about hither and thither, and their boat did everything but what they wanted it to. One of our armed schooners fired two shots to bring them to, but they couldn't heave to if the fate of the world had depended on it. At last, they came within an ace of running down one of the gunboats, which obligingly lowered a boat and towed them ashore. I do not know yet the result of Bill Ramsdell's court-martial, but he says he is perfectly satisfied with the way he got his side of the case in. The president of the court did not hesitate to say that Bill's treatment had been shameful in some particulars. We have not had a drop of rain here for some time, although it is cloudy almost every day and looks as if it was going to pour right away. But we have an almost constant breeze, which is very refreshing, although it is so late in the season that it begins to be a little cool. Old Dan is the prince of storytellers. He tells me stories of Ireland and of his own adventures there and elsewhere. I like to hear him. He will start in with some entirely reasonable and probable narrative. Then he tells me something a little steeper, which I pretend to swallow. Properly encouraged, he goes on, each time improving on his last, until Gulliver and Munchausen sink into insignificance. Then I say, Och, Don, what a divil of a liar ye are! He twists his picked nose, snaps his eyes, and the show is over. Letter one twelve. Point Lookout, Maryland, september eighteenth, eighteen sixty three. I was on guard yesterday coming off this morning, and it was a lucky strike, as a rainstorm has just set in. So while the poor fellows on duty today are paddling up and down in the wet, I will sit in my comfortable tent, nice and dry. But if the storm holds on to morrow, my crowing will be over, and I'll be the one out in the cold. Our seventeenth men will leave us very soon. Their time is up, but they are being kept here on the plea of waiting for a mustering officer and paymaster. There are three still doing duty in Company One. We had six, but three have died. Since our arrival here, the regiment has lost five by death, four of whom were from the 17th. A good portion of our Reb prisoners, being out of ready money, have taken to manufacturing little trinkets for sale to our men. They make bone rings and bosom pins and other ornaments, some of which are remarkable workmanship. And they make wooden fans, which are very ingenious. If the 5th Regiment are coming down to help us, I wish they would come along. I have got tired of standing guard every other day, as regularly as days come around. We hear they are not having a good time at home as we did. I had rather be out here than to be cooped up as they are, right at their homes and yet not permitted to spend their time there. Sunday evening, September 20th. The Governor, Jack Hale, and Dan Clark were down here yesterday and made speeches to a crowd at headquarters. Hale said we would probably stay here until we are discharged and that we had not got much longer to serve. End of section 41